0: Good evening. Welcome to this online service. We have just begun a very, very important topic about obeying all the commandments of God. And uh, Jesus has summarized it in such a simple way. You know, when we love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind and strength, and when we love our neighbor as ourselves, then we fulfill all the laws and all the commandments of God. And uh, it's so important that we obey all the commandments of God because it determines on whether we are able to enter into the eternal life that He has promised us. Let's look at uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 25. We have read this portion of Scripture and want to know this really well. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. So for us to inherit eternal life, for us to enter into what God has for us, it requires us not just to believe, but to do. Jesus said, do. You know what's written in the law. You know what it says. And secondly, You've got to interpret it correctly. Because a lot of Christians, we know what the Bible says, we have a lot of knowledge, but we don't know how to apply it. We don't know how to interpret it. So you have to interpret correctly, then you have to obey. Do, do, and you will live. You will enter into your inheritance. You know, it's just like, I got an iPhone that is given to me for my birthday. And uh, they didn't buy me the latest version, not because uh, they don't want to give me, uh, our our people, our members don't want to give me the best. But they know, you know, you give him the best iPhone, he's too lazy to learn how to use it properly, and he just use use the minimum. And uh, he's not able to enter into Oh, that is there in the iPhone. So why give him the latest version? Just give him what he needs. Oh, that's good enough. Now, isn't that just like our salvation? We believe in Jesus and we have eternal life. But in order for us to enter, to inherit eternal life, to enter into what is promised in eternal life, Jesus said, do. We've got to obey or else we're not able to inherit what God has for us. So to do that, we have to obey the commandments. Love the Lord with all our heart. We talked about that last week. You know, that is to seek after God's heart. To know His mind and His heart so that we can be one with Him and, and, and do what is in His heart. Just like David, King David. And this evening we want to talk about love God with all our soul. Man is a tripartite being. We have spirit, soul, and body. God created man out of the dust of the earth, and then he breathed into that form uh, that, that, that lifeless body. And man become a living soul. So we are to love God with not just all our heart, but to love God with all our soul. And because it's so important that we obey the command, that's why we need to understand what does it mean to love God with all our soul? Our emotion is is part of the makeup, our, our makeup. So we have positive emotion of joy, love, peace, And we have negative emotion of uh, anger, guilt, anxiety, depending on the messages that comes into our soul, our emotion that we receive. And so it begins to respond and react to those messages, whether negatively or positively, is determined by the messages. So our emotions are given, given to us to, to be able to feel so that we know about ourselves, our condition, and also to, to be able to feel the environment. We, we know about the environment, not just by seeing, but rather we can feel, we can sense it. And our emotion responds to Stimulation, right? It is not what uh, happened to us that determines on how we feel. It's how we perceive what happened to us that is a product of our emotion. So some people may go through the experience and, and, and doesn't feel anything, another person may go to a similar experience, but was really uh, shaken and, and, and broken and destroyed by that experience. Right. So different messages, different perception was being received out of a similar experience. And in life, we will experience a lot of uh, emotional pain, suffering, rejection, hurts. And uh, some people, because of their experience, their past experience, they were traumatized, they, 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 they were so hurt because of those experiences, they begin to shut off. They begin to close the doors of their emotion suppress how they feel, right, in order not to feel those pain and those, those, those hurts and agony. And that's why there are people who are living, but yet emotionally they are numb, emotionally they are dead because they have shut off their emotional door due to their experiences. And that creates a problem because our emotion is not just given to, for us to feel. We have to love God with all our soul. Our emotion are also given for us to express our worship, our true worship to God. So when we are shut off emotionally, are yeah, people who uh, trust God, who follow God, because of their understanding in their mind. They know this is logical, this is true, this is right, but it's all just in the mind because emotionally they are shut off. But they still can believe God, yeah, Uh, out of their their mind. And uh, I I talk to someone and the person feels that it's right. They should do certain things. And as a result, well, the person did. But inside, emotionally, the person resented having to do that and, uh, and feel that why should I be controlled? Why should I be restrained? And have to do, do it this way. You see, what the person did wasn't out of the spirit. It was out of legalistic understanding. You know, the law brings death. The Spirit gives life. When we are to love God with all our uh, heart and all our soul, you know, when we do things, it brings life. But when you just follow it legalistically, the Lord brings death. And eventually, the person rebel against what, what, uh, what was, what was being done. Because, it's not out of the heart and soul that uh, uh, the person obeys. So we are to love God with all our soul, and we are to express our soul as uh, in worship unto the Lord. So how, how do we love God with all our soul? The first thing is we need to open up our emotion to God. It takes faith, it takes trust in in order to do that, right? Because you will not open up your emotion to somebody that you don't trust, you don't have faith in. And, and it's the same with God. We need to trust Him, we need to... Uh, 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 have faith in him to open up our emotion, even though it's painful, things that we have suppressed. And that's why when Jesus came into our life, when the kingdom of God came into our life, the Bible tells us that he heals the broken heart. Those emotional hurts and wounds, he wants to come in to cleanse it, to remove the bitterness, the anger, the bitter roots, to take it away and then to bring healing. And the next thing he wants to do, so so that we can experience peace and joy, the next thing he wants to do is to set the captive free because of the emotional baggages that we were carrying due to those past experiences. We're not able to live the life that God has promised us. We're not able to live to the fullness that Jesus comes to bring. And that's why he wants to set us free. And we see this in the the life of Simon, in the book of Acts 8, the sorcerer. When he came to Jesus, he didn't realize that his emotional condition, his soul is filled with bitterness. Definitely is from past experience, maybe through his childhood or his, his uh, teenage years. So he received so much rejection, hurts in his life that he was full of bitterness. And in, in the past, before he became Christians, he used sorcery to control people, to gain acceptance through supernatural power. And now that he comes to realize that Jesus is the only God, he believed and he genuinely believed and he gave up all this evil practice, not knowing that the evil is in his heart. And so when he saw the power of God to the apostle, the coming down of the Holy Spirit, he wants to use money to buy this power. You see, he wants to serve God, but not out of love God with all his heart and with his soul, but to serve God for self because of that need that is in his heart. So today, even though we don't dabble in sorcery, Christians still serve God if they have not dealt with their emotional wounds, those bondages, Christians still serve God to gain acceptance, to meet needs, their emotional needs, in the name of serving God. But this is evil. This is is not uh, uh, loving God with all our heart and with all our soul. So the apostles spoke to him. And say, repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. So you see, the bitterness caused about the bondage and captive. And Jesus has come to cleanse, to forgive, to set free. And it comes because we repent. Okay, We repent of our wicked ways that is in us so that we may be forgiven and set free. So it doesn't mean that you believe in Jesus a long time, then you're okay. Because we have a lot of knowledge through the years. But if we don't do, if we don't obey, if we keep doing what we... Uh, have been doing in our bondages, in our baggages, just like semen. He wants to do the same thing, but just change a religion, change a different form. But it's the same thing. If we keep doing the same thing, we are not going to be free. We are not going to inherit the eternal life Jesus is giving us, even though we have the eternal life. So it doesn't mean that because you're a Christian a long time. It's whether you have obeyed. You have do what the Word of God says. So how do I know whether I'm set free already, now that I've become a Christian? I may not even know what hurts that I've gone through because it, has, it could have been suppressed into our subconscious, we, we have no knowledge, or maybe we think we have dealt with it, but how do I know it has really been dealt with? We can know that through our emotional uh, reaction to what happened. You see, if you are still hurting, even though it's gone, it's, 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 it's in the past, if we are still hurting, a hurting person will portray, portray themselves as a victim. They feel victimized by people. So it's always what people blame them, what people have said about them, misunderstood them. You know, because of the hurt, because of the pain, they, they come from a self-preservative perspective. Their heart is about self, that I'm right, Uh, uh, they defend themselves, they argue, they justify, and refuse to acknowledge they are are wrong. You see, if you keep doing that, when you go through uh, emotional uh, experience or conflicts, you will not. Grow into maturity, even though you, you believe Jesus a long time, you create problem. Constant relational problem with people that cannot be resolved because of your attitude. Right? So, so a hurting person, if their if their emotion has not been, if their emotional hurts have not been dealt with, let's say they receive that hurts. When they were 13 years old, the emotional maturity just stayed at 13 years old. Because it has not been dealt with. So that's why there are people who grow old, but then emotionally they have never grown. They are still so childish because they stay at that age. And Jesus wants to come and set us free so that we can grow normally and grow into maturity. So these people, they, they look at things from their self-perservative perspective. It's always to protect themselves. They've got to be right. So they're insensitive to other people, what other people are saying. They're insensitive to the pain that they cause others because of their reaction, because the pain in their hearts has limited their, their capacity for empathy, to empathize with others' feeling, or their capacity for self-awareness. They're just not aware of what the consequence what the, of what they are doing and how they are reacting. So if you are doing that, you know there are issues that you have not dealt with, even though you may have been Christian a long time. Hurting people often transfer their inner anger onto their family or people who are close to them, right? They may be perfectly okay in public, but they transfer these hurts into the people that they love most, okay? And causing a lot of emotional pain to the family, to people who are close to them. Because they are so self-absorbed, with their own pain. They are unaware that they are hurting others. Right? Because it's always self. self, And self-hurting people, they erupt into inappropriate emotional reaction. Suddenly, little things, they, they, they explode. They react in such aggressive way. Right? Because that thing or that word's or what people has done, trigger that emotional wounds that is in their hearts. And so they, they begin to react. Not because of what the present situation, but, but because of the past wounds and hurts that has not been that way. So these are the symptoms that you can gauge to see whether you have been set free emotionally even though you may be a Christian for a long time. So when we open our hearts to to God, we refuse our emotion to God. We refuse to allow pride to prompt us to argue, to justify our unacceptable behavior. Right? When you're opening your emotion to God, you will not try and defend and argue to protect yourself, you know, from a, coming from a self-preservative perspective. Rationalize and justify our behavior. We will also refuse to, to attempt to control other people. How do we control people? If people do not comply with what we say, or our wishes, then we react in anger or frustration because we want people to to take in what we say. But when we're emotionally mature, we allow people, we respect people to have the freedom to accept or to reject what we say. We don't have to have them Listen to us because we think we are right. We are able to see other, point, other people's point of view or pray that God will open your eyes so that you can see other people's point of view. So starting from when we believe in Jesus, if we want to inherit our eternal life, we need to do, we need to obey what God says in order for us to enter in. We need to enter into emotional maturity. Look at Galatians 4, verse 1 and 2. What I'm saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he's no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So can you see? If we are immature emotionally or in other areas, we are like slaves. We are not able to inherit our inheritance. We are not able to enter into our eternal salvation. And that's why we live like other people. We live like non-Christians. That's why in churches, you know, people get into a relationship for our relationship and then and then. Well, they they are no different. They leave church. They live. don't want to be involved in cell group because they are hurt. No difference when we are emotionally immature and and we're not able to love God with all our soul. Because when we love God with all our soul, this is the commandment, then we will be able to obey God rather than... uh, Follow our own wishes. So emotional maturity is found through our obedience to God in the midst of suffering. You can obey God when things are going fine, but that proves nothing. But when you are going through emotional suffering, you still obey God. Ah, that is emotional maturity. Look at Jesus in Hebrews 5 verse 8 to 9. Even though his son, Jesus' son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. So can you see? Obedience to the Father will bring about emotional uh, maturity. Jesus was made perfect, even though he is son. Right? He became a son through obedience, not a child, so that now he can inherit, he can enter into his eternal destiny. He becomes the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Not all who believe him, but all who obey him. So when we obey him, we're able to enter into the inheritance of eternal salvation. Not through just belief, right? Belief may be the starting point, but we need to obey. So being mature, entering into adulthood is taking responsibility, personal responsibility, rather than blaming others. Right? And uh, we read this about Jesus in Isaiah 53, verse 3. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of sorrow, the King James say, a man of sorrow, a man of suffering, and familiar with grief, emotional pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took Our pain and bore our suffering, yet we consider him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So you see, Jesus going through most often emotional pain, rejection, suffering. Your suffering in his soul. But through, in the midst of all this suffering, he continued to trust God. He continued to obey the Father. That's emotional uh, uh, maturity, right? And, and he entered into his inheritance, become the source of eternal salvation. So, to love God with all our soul means obedience, in emotional suffering. Obedience in emotional suffering. When we want to love God with all our soul. That's what it is. And it's critical. Because if you are able to endure, continue to endure, and the result is inherit eternal salvation. The result is entering into your destiny, into the inheritance that God has promised. And that's why the Bible says, You know, he that endureth to the end shall be saved. They enter into their eternal salvation. So I hope tonight we understand what it means to love God with all of our soul. So go through suffering that God has permitted and Obey, right? So we must enter into emotional maturity by opening up our emotion to God and allow God to cleanse those bitter roots, those wounds, those hurt, and bring healing to those wounds and set us free. And we do that by by refusing to look at things from our own self-perspective, but rather to look at things from God's perspective. We refuse to argue, justify um, ourselves. We we let go of those pride and just allow God to deal with us in our emotion, in our hearts, in in our soul. So that we will enter into emotional maturity in Jesus, and uh, as we open up our hearts to God, God will do continue to do a deeper work, and it's a journey, it's not an act, right? So you can know your maturity through your emotional response in life, with people, with those whom you know so that you can uh, enter into maturity and come out being free, being, being able to walk into the inheritance that God has for us. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words, for the enlightenment that comes that we are to love you with all our heart, with all our soul. And we open our hearts to you in Jesus' name and ask that you will come, search us, causes us to know whether we have been set free emotionally in our soul or whether we are still carrying those bondages, those baggages, that we are not able to run with you. Father, tonight, let your grace come, let your spirit be poured into our hearts, cleanse us, set us free, heal us. Let your joy and peace fill our hearts, set us totally free, O God. Father, we pray that in our walk with people, in our relationship with people. Help us to be able to observe, to discern, so that we know the state of maturity that we are in and how we need to obey you so that we can enter into our inheritance. Bless your people tonight. Do that deep work in our hearts, in our life. Set us free for the glory of your name. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.